everyone this is she and we'll be continuing our chapter body fluid and circulation i'll be covering blood groups and coagulation of blood today starting to the chapter as you know blood of human beings differs in certain aspects though it appears to be similar various types of grouping of blood has been done two such grouping the ebu and rh are widely used all over the world ebu grouping ABU grouping is based on the presence or absence of two surface antigens, chemicals that can induce immune response on the RBCs namely A and B. Similarly, the plasma of different individuals contain two natural antibodies, proteins produced in response to antigens. The distribution of antigens and antibodies in the four groups of blood A, B, AB and O are given in table 18.1. You probably know that during blood transfusion, any blood cannot be used. The blood of a donor has to be carefully matched with the blood of the recipient before any blood transfusion to avoid severe problems of clumping, which is destruction of RBCs. The donor's compatibility is also shown in table 18.1. From the above mentioned table, it is evident that group O blood can be donated to the person with any other blood group and hence O group individuals are called universal donors. Person with AB group can accept blood from person with AB as well as the other groups of blood. Therefore, such person are called universal recipients. RH grouping Another antigen, the Rh antigen similar to one present in rhesus monkey, hence Rh is also observed on the surface of RBCs of majority, nearly 80% of humans. Such individuals are called Rh positive and those in whom this antigen is absent are called Rh negative. An Rh negative person is exposed to Rh positive blood will form specific antibodies against the Rh antigen. Therefore, RH group should be matched before transfusion. A special case of RH incompatibility mismatching has been observed between the RH positive blood of a pregnant woman with the RH negative blood of the fetus. RH antigens of the fetus do not get exposed with the RH negative blood of the mother in the first pregnancy as the two bloods are well separated by the placenta. However, during the delivery of the first child, there is possibility of exposure of the maternal blood to small amount of Rh-positive blood from the fetus. In such cases, the mother starts preparing antibodies against Rh antigen in her blood. In case of her subsequent pregnancies, the Rh antibody from the mother Rh negative can leak into the blood of the fetus Rh positive and destroy the fetal RBCs. This could be fatal to the fetus or could cause severe anemia and jaundice to the baby. This condition is called erythroblastis fetalis. This can be avoided by administering anti-Rh antibodies to the mother immediately after delivery of the first child. Coagulation of blood. You know that when you cut your finger or hurt yourself, your wound does not continue to bleed for a long time. Usually the blood stops flowing after some time. You know why blood exhibits coagulation or clotting in response to an injury or trauma. 
This is a mechanism to prevent excessive loss of blood from your body. You would have observed a dark reddish brown scum formed at the site of a cut or an injury over a period of time. It is a clot or coagulum formed mainly of a network of threads called fibrins in which dead and damaged formed elements of blood are trapped. Fibrins are formed by the conversion of inactive fibrinogens in the plasma by the enzyme thrombin. Thrombins in turn are formed from another inactive substance present in the plasma called prothrombin. An enzyme complex thromboboxinase is required for the above reaction. This complex is formed by a series of linked enzymic reactions cascade process involving a number of factors present in the plasma in an inactive state. An injury or a trauma stimulates the platelets in the blood to release certain factors which activate the mechanism of coagulation. Certain factors released by the tissue at the site of injury also can initiate coagulation. Calcium ions play a very important role in clotting. So that's all for today's series 2, lecture 2 and we will be continuing this chapter ahead in other series. Thank you.